Hi, this is The Bike Show on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name's Jack Thurston, and for the next half hour, we're going to be talking about possibly the most exciting year of cycling in the city of London um, of all time. Perhaps, yeah, I don't think there's any other year that has been potentially more brilliant for cycling um, in London. And with me to talk about what the year has in prospect are two very good friends of The Bike Show, Guy Andrews, who is the editor of Ruler magazine. Probably, well, I think it's the nicest cycling magazine. Um, it's the product of the Rafa stable of high-quality uh, cycling things. Welcome to the show, Guy. Good evening, Jack. Good evening, everyone. And uh, sitting beside him is Barry Mason, the redoubtable and inspirational Barry Mason, uh, chair of Southwark Cyclists. Uh, welcome to the show again. It's good to be back, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so why is 2007 just all that cyclists in London could hope for, Barry? It's got to be the Tour de France, isn't it? Um, we shall see. I'm very excited by it. Um, doing a lot for it as well and being asked to do much more than we can possibly manage. Um, the trick is, though, that it doesn't just flash by like a kingfisher and disappear from everyone's imaginations. The thing is to encourage everyone to get on their bikes, not just the super athletes, um, on, their, on their medicines and doctors and things. So the, the Tour de France is starting in London for the first time in its history. Um, Guy, you're, as well as editing a magazine about uh, road racing, you're no mean competitive cyclist yourself. You're too kind, Jack. <laughs> so um, th talk us through what is it going to be like, what's going to be happening? What is the Grand Depart all about well, in the Tour de France? The, the, the Grand Depart is all about the prologue. Um, it's all about setting the pace for the rest of the race and uh, who's going to be on form uh, for the first 7.9 kilometre test, which is going to be incredible because it starts... In Whitehall, it goes down to Westminster, uh, up Victoria Street, to Buckingham Gate, Constitution Hill, then into Hyde Park, uh, round round the carriage drives, um, back onto Serpentine Road, and then down uh, Constitution Hill again to finish on the Mall. So it's going to be pretty impressive, and visually, I think it's going to be one of the most stunning tour stages. In actual fact, there's there's been. I mean, this is, this is the ever. opening stage. This is the stage where they all race one after the other and they yeah. get timed. <clears throat> it's an individual time trial, so, so each rider's on their own and uh, they'll be finding their form before, before the tour and this is the first real big test. So there's a lot of specialists as well in this, um, in this race and there's a couple of uh, British guys who I reckon will probably be on the podium, if not going for the win. So Who, who are they? Well, David Miller and uh, Bradley Wiggins, I think they're both capable of winning this particular test because it suits them. It's technical and it's flat and it's fast. So, And it's going to be just a terrific uh, spectacle for, I mean, the backdrops of Incredible, so many yeah. amazing, iconic sights yeah. in London. You know, picture it on a sunny day with a blue sky and a few you know puffy clouds around you know <laughs> down there. chucking it down with rain but who knows <laughs> even then i think it will be fantastic because obviously hyde park is beautiful and the serpentine and then you know coming back down down the mall with uh, buckingham palace as the backdrop i think it's going to be uh, i think it's going to be headline news and i think it will be on a, the front of a lot of newspapers which is important i mean a lot of people are saying that this is really the first and only kind of dress rehearsal that london is going to have for holding the Olympics and obviously to call the Grand Depart of the Tour de France which is the largest uh, annual sporting event in the world bar none um, a dress rehearsal is, is you know a little bit uh, unfair but do you get the sense 
Barry, that um, the authorities in London are going to be pulling out all the stops to make sure it's a success, you know, making sure that the Oof. course is safe and everything like that, and that there aren't going to be these things of, you know, white van man just suddenly <laughs> pulling out um, onto the mall, you know, in the middle of a, a you know, when a, some guy's cruising past at like 50 kilometres an hour. That's, that's the nightmare, and London still doesn't get it. Good old Southwark Council's putting £15,000 into the Tour de France, and yet, of course, it goes a long way through. You know, it goes several miles out through Southwark. It wraps around Southwark Park on the way to good old Lewisham. Um, but I don't think London gets it. But I think, I think the prologue will be much more spectacular than the Olympics, because the Olympic opening ceremony will be, will be yet another lot of athletes dancing in a big anonymous stadium um, with national costumes. You know, very boring. Um, Tour de France is going to be through the world's greatest city and I think it's going to remind all of us blase Londoners that cycle through a lot of it every day what a fantastic city we live in and so on all the, those landmarks incredible and on the second day when it heads down to Canterbury I mean the route has now been published um, it was a matter of some secrecy for a while um, but now all the uh, map files are on the internet for anyone who wants to download them and have a look and we'll certainly put a link to that from the bike show's um, website which is got a pen there www.bikeshow.blogspot.com but that route through Kent I mean it's not you know an alpine stage but it's it's going to be interesting isn't it oh, well I think so I think actually although in the analysis of it now it looks as if it's going to be a fairly flat boring ride through London I think that there will be some entertaining racing that day I think mainly because a lot of the the British riders in, in there will want to show themselves. I think there'll be I think there'll be a breakaway for sure. And I think, bearing in mind that, that it gets a little bit lumpy towards the end of it, it's 200 kilometres. It's it's a, it's a long day out. Um, I think I think it will actually be quite an exciting day. I don't think it'll just be a bunch sprint, although it probably will be. But you know, I think there will be a breakaway that day, and I think there will be something to cheer um, for British fans as well as. I mean, tra uh, traditionally, spectators. British spectators have really taken to the Tour de France. An enormous yeah. quantity of people on the side of the road. It's, you know, the caravan publicitaire going around throwing out, you know, buckets full of Haribo sweets and strange samples of, of, of French uh, food. And are we going to be, you know, embracing that spirit? I hope so. I just don't think people realise what fun that caravan is. Um, I've seen it a couple of times over there in France, and it is huge fun. You know, all those stupid vehicles like teacups and coffee cups and cows and goats. And, oh, I can't remember, but and people throwing yeah, sweets mo at you. Motorized it's, goats. it's great fun. It's great. <laughs> is it true, though? Is it true that the tour on that day to Canterbury doesn't actually start racing till it hits the zero line in Greenwich? Or did I read that or make it up somewhere? No, I think that's, I think that's what's going to happen, uh, that it's going to be a bit of a procession through um you know through inner london and then they'll 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 you know step on the gas i mean bearing in mind, i think it goes because it goes pretty much through um through the city and then and then round to the park greenwich plumstead dartford that's the route out so i've, I've got a feeling they'll they'll, they'll say neutralize is not quite the right word but it seems it's sunday and it's the city i think i think it will be i think well i, I hope the racing will be from the gun <laughs> yeah well i'm, I'm going to be getting into uh to the tour de france in a big way as every year but this year it's going to be in my city and uh well here's one of uh, my favorite ever french pieces of music
the great Michel Polnareff, La Poupée qui fait non, um, a classic French tune from the 60s. Um, and French things from the 60s often feature in your magazine, Guy, Ruler magazine. Tell us a little bit about the concept behind Ruler. Ruler is a, a sort of response to um, conventional cycling media. Um, for many years I've always thought that there's a lot of photographers and writers who are involved in cycling who who probably have uh, no outlet for what they truly want to talk about and the pictures that they want to show. Um, and I, as an editor, as a previous editor of magazines, always thought there was a, a dearth, you know, a, a massive space for these uh, for these images and these words that, that we just don't get to read and see. So I mean, so in, in concrete terms, you know, this is really about the esprit of cycling, the kind of the elan, the, it's a sort of glamorous world, um, an aspirational world, I think. I mean, it, it, it possibly, I mean, you're making it sound a little elitist, but you know, it's, it's not really meant well, no, to I be. Mean, I think, I think, I, th- I don't think it's elitist. I mean, I think you've got, you've got, exo- you've got articles on, you know, the, the, the pain and the endurance of the Paris-Roubaix and, and fantastic pictures of guys caked in mud. You've got kind of profiles of, of, of cyclists that aren't necessarily, you know, the, the podium finishers, but are the great ruler, the great well, journeyman cyclists. I, I, I think know. that was partly our, our motivation really, is that it's not about the stars, it's it's about the water carriers and that's a bit corny but that's the truth of it and we, we, we are trying to develop um, more more art, more sort of appreciation of the sport because it is one of the most visually stunning sports. I mean, yeah, we, and, and, we and were just saying, um, whilst the music was on, Barry was saying that the, uh, you know, the, the the, the visual imagery associated with the tour is is, is wonderful, and um, you know the, the the whole caravan and everything to do with the tour and with cycling is 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 wonderful to look at. So there've been um, three issues out, yes, um, and uh, you were very kind enough to invite me to write for the first issue. I wrote something on Kraftwerk, the German band, and their um, obsession with cycling, um, not the kind of you know, two th- two and a half thousand words, not the kind of thing that Cycling Weekly would ever invite me to write. Um, aside from that um, Tour de Force article, <laughs> what, what are some of your kind of highlights of the things that you've done in your first three issues? Um, well, I'll talk about the current issue because that's the one that's on sale now. Um, we have a feature um, by Graham Fife about velodromes and it's um, it's an interesting piece because it talks about not just the, the, you know, the physical element of a velodrome but the racing that's gone on. Uh, in velodromes and some wonderful photography by uh, uh, a, a new, well, I say, new photographer to cycling, a guy called Camille John McMillan, who's also an artist, and his images, I think, um, really capture the, the the sort of the spirit of track racing, and and it's something that we're working on now as a for a future issue uh, about six day racing. So that's something we've got coming up. Uh, there's also some pictures by um, a photographer called John Vink, who's uh, a Magnum photographer, and we're very, very honoured to be able to publish those pictures. Magnum are quite happy to support us to do this. And um, John's pictures are, are, are wonderful. I mean, he's a Belgian uh, photojournalist who spent most of his uh, professional career uh, photographing in Vietnam and Cambodia. And he's very much of the Magnum fold. He, he, his photojournalism is, is really quite gripping and, and, and harsh, but, but beautiful. And he only ever really went to two or three bike races, and uh, he focused specifically on everything that was going on around the bike race, not the stars and not the racing, but the crowd and the 
the domestiques and eating and uh, and and all the the things that go on around cycling and not the actual uh, not the actual sort of the money shots and that's why it's such a wonderful piece and I'm I'm very very happy with how that came out and so the magazine is now quarterly yes that's right yeah. and um, it's published by Ruler how can people uh, get copies of it uh, well there's uh, we're selling in central London we sell in, in Condor and we sell in Cycle Fit and in Mosquito Bikes uh, but you can also buy it online you can buy it online at, at Rafa's website which is www.rafa.cc or through Rouleur's website, which is www.rouleur.cc. Uh, so you can buy any of those and places. It's, it's nine pounds. It's nine pounds a which copy, is, which is kind of sounds a bit steep, but actually, when you when you have it in your hand, <laughs> um, it's printed on lovely paper, um, and it in a way it's got a timeless quality. It's not like buying a magazine that like you're gonna you know that's gonna be out of not like buying the Economist that week then you just throw it away you know this is something to put on the shelf and keep because there's some yes, there's right. some beautiful pictures there's some and there's some good writing in it too well buy a good self Jack as well, well you're too <laughs> kind you're too kind <laughs> but I think I mean the, the, the quality was one thing that we wanted to you know instill from from day one and we wanted to make sure that people do keep um, Ruler forever um, and hopefully bind it and love it and cherish it um, so yes uh, £9 does seem quite a lot but a subscription is good value you can get a nice freebie with it as well if you subscribe So, and we're going to be giving away a few copies at the end of the show although there is a small catch but uh, something that um, I'm sure you will be featuring if you've not already featured I don't think you've already featured it yet in, the, uh, in, in Rula is um, the pursuit of roller racing um, which <laughs> is something that's kind of being revived in, in London and uh, there's a big roller race being organised on the 10th of February in Shoreditch Town Hall and the organiser is Therese Bjorn and um, I asked her earlier today what a roller race was exactly. A roller race is a race on two or four bikes that are fixed to rollers um, so they don't go anywhere, a sort of uh, old-fashioned exercise bike as you like and um, they're linked up to a giant clock that shows how far each rider is, is going and you race two or four people against each other in heats of 500 or 1000 meters so very short races. So you're organizing this roller race that's coming up but it's not something that you've invented the roller race? No not at all. Um, it used to be quite big in the 50s uh, where it would be an ent entertainment um, at grand mecca dance halls interspersed with uh, big bands and dancing they would put on these shows of roller racing so it was kind of as big as the cinema or music hall or something like that back in the day in certain parts of london absolutely as big as so you're updating the roller race for the 21st century what's the concept of the race that's coming up in february the concept is we have four teams, one of couriers, one of bankers, one of people from gyms, and then a PR team. And uh, we're going to pitch those teams against each other, and they're going to race. And how far is the race? How long will each race take? Oh, really, it's about 20, 30 seconds, 500 meters. Um, so intensive viewing, really. And you can see the progress of each rider on a giant clock. and. You see the riders and you see the grimaces on their faces, so 
Yeah, spectacular racing, and not just for people who are interested in bikes. I think this will be um, this will be good entertainment for anyone. And um, if you want to come along on the night, I mean, what can you expect? As well as watching uh, the teams fight it off against each other, is there a chance for ordinary people who just turn up on the night to have a go? Yes, there's an open competition as well, and anyone can have a go. It's five pounds at the door, and there will be sales of beer, and there will be DJs, and there will be uh, films showing on the backdrop of the wall. So it's a multimedia experience for sure. So again, directions to where it's at? Uh, Shoreditch Town Hall is 380 Old Street, um, just by Hoxton Square. And as I said, five pounds on the door at eight o'clock till 12 p.m. On the 10th of February. On the 10th of February, yes. So if you were a betting woman, who would your money be on to take the crown of Rafa Roller Race Kings of 2007? I would probably put my money on the people from the gym, but saying that, it's open to anyone because you don't have to be a particular spectacular road racer to win this. It's a special technique. You spin as quickly as you can for 30 seconds. And every time we've done this with a Curious, there's almost always been a different winner every time. Well, that was Therese Bjorn talking about the roller race that's coming up on the 10th of February um, at the Shoreditch Town Hall. Guy, you'd probably be pretty uh, mean on the rollers. Have you ever had a go at that? No, it's not really my thing. No? What, no. fast, what, 30, 30 second sprints? Well, I edit a magazine called Rouleur and it's all about going for a long time, not, <laughs> not 30 seconds. Barry? Barry I did Mason. it once. I nearly died. I don't know what I yet. <laughs> well, if, if you're not uh, fancying a 30 second blast up on a stage in front of, you know, a mob of screaming uh, uh, people, then... Um, Perhaps something that Southwark cyclists would have to offer you would be more desirable. Um, Barry, you, you're the chair of Southwark cyclists. You're one of the uh, forces behind the Dunwich Dynamo. Um, we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, obviously, the Dunwich Dynamo, in some ways, is the highlight of the cycling year for Southwark cyclists. But what else have you got lined up um, in the in the next twelve months? Oh, loads. Um, we've start. We, or we we've been doing after worker rides every Thursday and quite a lot of weekend rides all winter. But every Thursday has. Almost without fail. Oh, I don't know. Quite a big ride with Lambeth Cyclists, a local one based on Burgess Park Bike Track on the 3rd of February. Then March, we've got a whole series of eight healthy rides that for, for novices, really. Um, looking forward a lot to Bike Week. Um, we're going to do the London Loop as well, which is a 70-mile ride round. It's kind of a walkway, like a greenway around London. We're going to do that in three or four bites. Uh, I've never been around the London Loop, and I want to do it. And so that's coming up in sort of March-April time, four consecutive Saturdays. Um, then Bike Week, then Dunwich Dynamo. Um, Dunwich Dynamo this year. Lots of other weekend 15th. rides to the coast this time. I want oh, to the coast. To, I want to do lots There's of rides which, along which, the coast. Um, I wanna, no, I want to do the Essex coast again and the Suffolk coast yeah. and the South coast as well. And so when, when you organise a ride as Southwark cyclists, yeah. I mean, what does that mean for you know someone who's not ridden with you before? It means you just turn up. You just turn up. You don't have to be a member. You don't have no, to pay any subscriptions. Just, just, no, you don't have to pay anything. Um, it's free. You, pay, you buy your own lunch, of course, and if there's a train fare, that kicks in too. Um, but we did one charity ride this year for, for the charity, an AIDS charity called The Food Chain. They feed um, very ill HIV people in the home. So we did that, and that worked out well. We had about 15 people turn up for that. But apart from that, um, all the rides just turn up, no booking. Um, unless sometimes if we get in a ferry, then I like to know, because those Suffolk little tiny ferries can't take too many people. But basically, just turn up and go. Check the website. Lots of rides. Um, looking a bit empty at the moment, but it'll fill up fast, don't worry, for the summer and for the spring too. And so London has seen unprecedented um, increases in cycling um, over the last few years. Is that going to be set to continue for 2007, would you say, Barry? 
I think that steady growth is unstoppable. Yes, yeah, I do. Um, everything's conspiring to make sure that happens, um, including better bike shops all over London too. Everything. Uh, anything you think that could be done by those, you know, with with the power to do so, uh, to tip the balance further in our favour. Obviously, it's the best way to get around, and we all know that. But you know, in terms of getting people just to make that make that step and go, oh, you know, I'm going to try cycling t- to work on this beautiful sunny day today. Yeah, stop, st- stop spending so much money selling cars and all that go with the blooming things. I mean, every single car on the road, it costs each car company £2,000 to sell every car on average. £2,000, that's why whenever you listen to the radio, commercial radio, put on the telly, open the newspaper, you get car culture thrown in your face. Um, and it's countering all that nonsense that really drives me crazy. Um, if, you know, forget about infrastructure in London. Wait for the infrastructure, wait forever. Um, it's about getting getting people out there and just doing it and knocking away the excuses about theft, about it sweaty and all that sort of stuff. But push bike culture. Just keep pushing it. Make it, you know, it's more and more acceptable. But we're, we're really countering that £2,000 per car, uh, which is a huge amount of propaganda to counter. That's what, that's what gets me going at the moment. Yeah, well, I'm pretty excited about 2007 and I'm almost as excited about these women. excited I always listen to the five six seven eights uh, bomb the twist Barry the, the Dunwich Dynamo moving into its 15th year yep um, on the 28th of July the night of the 28th into the 29th a exactly. 200 kilometer night ride to the Suffolk coast see you at the pub on the park see you at the pub on the park at nine o'clock that's, that's right well, you're gonna do something to stop though the, the, there's you know people from getting away at seven o'clock in the, in the evening and stealing all the food at the halfway stop yeah give them a slap I think yeah <laughs> yeah there's um, that trickle away is getting naughty um, I really liked it when we all left in one big lump and slowly dissipated maybe don't give away the uh, the, the route maps until like nine o'clock yeah I'll have a starting gate or something or, or a real starting gun to snipe off the early starters I don't know it annoys me a bit but it doesn't really annoy me but I, I, you know, I'd much rather we did a sort of bigger start it's that trickle away is getting too much I think slow down boys and so 700 people doing it last year yeah. you expecting more this time afraid so yeah and last yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting inquiries already you know um, and even you know, and the one, one woman's even bought a coach ticket back already because she was desperate to be the first one for some strange reason Brilliant. Seat number one. Seat number one. But there was um, tragedy in last year's Dunwich Dynamo. A fatality caused by bad and illegal driving. Um, yep. Barry, f- fill us in on what, what's happened since then. 
Um, the driver at last came to court. Um, I think it was last fr- Thursday, and the first I knew of it was a couple of local papers found me. Um, and um, he sort of plea bargained in a way, and because he pleaded guilty to driving without due care and attention, he got um, fined a mere £1,000 and banned for a year. Well, that's shocking to hear that that's what you get for driving dangerously and um, ending somebody's life. Um, what can be done? I mean, it was at night. Um, the guy he hit was in a bunch of um, excellent cyclists, all very well lit, um, well dressed, etc., etc. And this um, this van literally came around the road on the wrong side of the road. Um, you know, he, the, the the driver just took the bend very badly, was on completely the wrong side of the road, and there was just no way of avoiding that tragedy. Um, awful, awful, awful. Um, the law has changed since then. Um, as um, there was a big backlash before that about um, these derisory sentences for killing people with cars. Um, and now it's much easier to get, get done for manslaughter. And I said to one of the journalists, who didn't seem really to know his law very well, uh, why wasn't he done for manslaughter? And the guy said, well, because he pleaded, he pleaded guilty, so he didn't need to go to the Crown Court or anything. Um, but there are much stiffer sentences nowadays, and I don't know why um, a more sensible sentence wasn't imposed. the best things in life may be free and resonance is free to listen to but we need some money to keep going um, we need some money if we're not going to close down this station end the bike show and everything like that so i've said it before on the show last week and i'm going to keep saying it that we do need your donations a few people have already donated bike show listeners thank you ever so much for them and we've got a couple of inducements to to donate uh, to resonance if you're a bike show listener Guy, uh, editor of Ruler magazine, has kindly offered a copy of uh, Ruler for uh, the first 10 people to donate. And when you make your donation on the Resonance FM website, resonancefm.com, just uh, leave a comment saying, um, I'm a bike show listener, and leave your address if you want a copy of Ruler magazine, and we will send it in the post right away. Thanks very much for that, Guy, and thanks for coming on to the show. No problem. Thank you, Jack. And Barry. Southwark cyclists, are you going to join the Friends of Resonance scheme? It's uh, £10 a month. I'm sure you can manage that between you. It's been an excellent year for Southwark cyclists, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, but don't stress it too much. Yeah, I'll ask our next meeting and I hope to get a donation winging its way to you to help you keep on resonating. Thanks very much, both of you gentlemen, for coming into the show. Um, have a brilliant 2007. See you out on the roads and um, hopefully see you back on the bike show at some point. Clear Spot is up next. You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM, brought to you by the London Musicians Collective.